I have two thoughts about the life-saving station parable. The first thought is that it's terrifying to see yourself in cartoon form. It really is. <laughs> and I wish my hair was still that dark, but that's for a different time. The second thought is that the life-saving station parable is something many of you have heard before. It's not the first time that we have shared this. We investigate this and talk about it at least once a year to remind us all of the purpose of the church and to give us a, a big picture of how the church, including Valley Point Church, is called to rescue and to restore all people. So this is a call for us to step into living the vision map that God has given to Valley Point Church. Today, here's our big idea, and I would encourage you to write this down, and you can take notes, or you can open up our church app and follow along as well, but I want to encourage you to walk through this with me because it's going to give you several good things to talk about and to think about during the week, and I would encourage you to wrestle with this. So here's our big idea. Living the map will help us become rooted in Christ. Now, this phrase, being rooted in Christ, is our new one-year theme for 2022, and we want to put all of our effort into saying, how can we, as apprentices of Jesus, or those trying to follow the way of Jesus, how can we really be rooted in him? We want to give our full year to this, and I honestly believe living the map, the Valley Point vision map, will help us become rooted in Christ. Well, what's the vision map of Valley Point Church? Well, it is something that answers four critical questions. What, why, how, and when? So when we think about Valley Point Church as an organization, what are we doing why do we exist? What's our mission? And then why do we pursue that? How do we accomplish that? What is our strategy? And then this final question, when do we know we're winning? When do we know we're succeeding in following the way of Jesus if we do these different things? Is there something we can use as a way to measure that and to know, you know what? I'm a little further along in my journey with Jesus today than what I was yesterday because of following the vision map, and it is helping me become rooted in Christ. These four critical questions are part of the vision frame of Valley Point Church, and I think every organization, if they want to succeed, if they want to accomplish whatever is out in front of them, has to answer these questions. What are we doing? Why do we do that? How do we do that? And when do we know we're winning? Now, if you are new or newer to Valley Point in the last three to six months or even in the past year, you've probably never heard this presentation fully. What, why, how, and when? Well, I think today will be a great day for you where you get a sense of how we function as an organization and what we value and how we go about the process 
of accomplishing our what. It's going to be a great day for you. So welcome. I hope it's really helpful and you get a picture of who we are. Some of you have heard this before, maybe two, three, four, five, or six times, and you're like, oh, it's that talk. And you're right. It is that talk. But I believe it is absolutely essential that we come back to this in a regular way so that we are reminded of our purpose and we look at really basic things like what, why, how, and when. And here's why we do that, because these things help us stay true to the Lord. When we think about living the vision map that God has given to us, when we do that individually, and when we do that collectively as a body of faith, as a family, as a faith community, it helps us stay true to the Lord. And that's a great thing. Staying true to the Lord, that's a really good thing. I have one verse that we are going to consider today. It is our text. So I would invite you to join me in the New Testament book of 1 John. We're going to look at one verse in chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2. The best way to find the New Testament book of 1 John is to go to the back of your Bible. The last book is Revelation. If you turn to the left, eventually you'll come to Jude. If you keep turning to the left, you'll pass 3 John, and then 2 John, and then eventually 1 John. We're going to be in chapter 2, and I'm going to read verse 28 in just a moment. While you are searching for that, the book of 1 John was written by the Apostle John in the 80 to 97 AD range. And the book has a purpose. And I think it's really important that we understand and know the purpose of the book of 1 John. I think it's important that we know and understand the purpose of any book in the Bible. And we've talked about this before. When we study when we open up the Word of God and look at all of this literature, every single book has a distinct purpose. And it's valuable to know that purpose because in some way, every verse within that book will point to its purpose. So it's helpful to know what is the purpose? What problem is the apostle trying to solve with this particular book? So here's the purpose of 1 John it's that our belief in Christ should result in love for others. We could put a period there. I'm going to add some things in just a moment. But our love and our belief in Christ should result in love for others. So in other words, if we say, I have a relationship with God, I've embraced the leadership and the love that he provides for me through the person of Christ, I said yes to all of that. Our belief in God should result in loving other people, even the people that are really hard to love. That's what John is saying. This is what apprentices of Jesus do. They love other people, even the difficult ones. So our belief in Christ should result in love for others, which in turn produces joy and confidence before God. All of which helps us become rooted in Christ. So that's why we want to think about this. Our belief in God should result in love for others and give us joy and confidence as we 
have this friendship with God. That brings us to 1 John chapter 2, verse 28. Let's walk through this. It says, and now, dear children, remain. And if you'd like to highlight and underline things in your Bible, that word remain is very dynamic. It means to stay or to abide or to continue to exist. It's a key word. So, dear children, stay, abide, continue to exist in fellowship with or in union with Christ so that when he returns, and I do believe this is referring to the future visible return of Jesus Christ when he comes back and establishes fully the kingdom of God. So, remain in fellowship or in union with Christ so that when he returns, you will be full of courage. Courage is one of John's favorite words. He wants that for believers. You can have confidence. You can have courage. It belongs to followers of Jesus so that you don't have to shrink back from him in shame. That's the whole verse. And now, dear children, remain in fellowship with Christ so that when he returns, you will be full of courage and not shrink back from him in shame. Again, there's a key word here, and it's the word remain. In other words, stay with, be connected to Christ. Sit down with him. And linger at the table. Don't rush off to accomplish all the other things that we need to do. And don't be consumed with all of the worries of life. Instead, remain, stay, abide, continue to exist in Jesus. You know, I honestly think if we would just do that, Life would be so much better for followers of Jesus instead of getting wrapped up with everything that's happening around us and all of the opinions of others. What if we just said, you know what, I'm going to remain. I'm going to abide. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to linger with Jesus and remain connected to him. That would certainly help us to be rooted in Jesus. So that sounds great. Remain in Jesus. That's the challenge for us. I do think we need practical help and support in doing that. Remaining in Jesus. Being rooted in Christ. We need help and support with that. And I have confidence that our vision map as a church and thinking about what, why, how, and when it helps us remain. It helps us to be rooted in Christ. So let's think about our vision frame, and I'll begin with this question. What are we doing as a church? Why do we exist? What's our purpose? Well, our what is stated this way. We exist to point people to real relationships and real significance. And we break it down like this. We want everyone to know coming to Valley Point Church 
when you walk in the doors of this place or engage in any type of ministry or group or a volunteer team, whatever it is, we want everyone to know you can have a real and lasting and forever friendship with God the Father. That's possible. And we know that because God loved. He loved so much that he gave. And when we believe in what he gave, he gave us Jesus. And he came and lived and died. And he did that for our sins. And then he rose again, conquering death. When we believe, we will have eternal life. Those words are pulled right out of another book that the Apostle John wrote. It's John 3.16. Loved, gave, believe, and we can have. We want everybody to know who comes to this place. You can have a lasting relationship with God the Father when you trust alone in the saving work of Jesus. That is possible for you, and it is the best decision that you will ever make in life. And if you've never trusted in Jesus alone to rescue you, today from your heart to God's ears, you can cry out to him, and he will not turn you away because he loves. He loves. And we want everybody to know we want everybody to know, coming to Valley Point Church, you know what, God loves you and you can have a forever friendship with him. That's a real relationship with God. Coming out of that, we want people to know, you should also have real relationships with other people within the body of Christ, within the family here. There is opportunity to be known and to be loved and to have other people come alongside you and laugh with you and cry with you and carry you through life's journey because it's really difficult. So a real relationship with God is beautiful. Having other people to love and support you is a great thing as well. And that's why we exist, to point people to real relationships with God and with each other. And then we've all been given one life. That's all we have. With our one life, we do have the opportunity to do something significant for the cause of Christ that impacts other people and loves them in such a way and acts as a bright light in front of them so they can also respond to the greatness of God. And we can give and share and link arms with other people and volunteer and do all of these wonderful things to have significance. That's our what. We exist to point people to real relationships and real significance. Now, coming out of that are these other questions and these other ways that we think about accomplishing what God has in front of us. So what is really important? It matters. We exist. Real relationships and real significance Let's ask the question, why? Why are we pursuing that? Well, we have some values here. I like to refer to them as faith catalysts. And we state them this way. We value truth. We are passionate about following Jesus. We don't try to hide that here. It's a big deal. We put it out in front. We want to follow him. We want to open up the word of God and allow that to shape us so we can be apprentices of Jesus. So we value truth. We value people. Everyone matters to God. <laughs> Every single person matters to God. 
That's a great thought to know that all people are image bearers of God. Like that just helps us relax a little bit, especially with challenging people, right? Like they're an image bearer of God. I will love them as God does and I'll do my best to help them understand how much God cares about them. We just have a sense here and we value this. Every single person matters to God. We also value generosity. And we state it this way. We intentionally use our time and our resources to meet needs in our local communities and around the world. And by God's grace, he is using us. He's using Valley Point Church to accomplish that. It's a beautiful thing. And then we value our location. We love our neighbors. And we seek to be a joyous presence where we live, work, and play because the church isn't just a place we attend. The church is who we are. And you don't stop being the church when you walk out of here and move into your school or into your workplace or into your home or into your community. You're still the church there. And so we love all of these locations wherever God sends you. And we want to surprise and delight there and be a joyous presence. There's a lot of crabby Christians out there, a lot of angry Jesus followers. Let's not be that. Let's not do that. We love our location. Let's be a joyous presence. That's our why, our, our faith catalysts. Now, how do we accomplish pointing people to real relationships and real significance? And this speaks to our strategy. It's captured in three words. We worship, we connect, and we go. And you've probably noticed that language around here on doors, and you've heard us talk about it before. We pour all of our effort, our passion, and our budgeting ministry dollars into helping people worship, connect, and go. Worship. Here's how we describe it. This is where I deepen my friendship with God through the development of spiritual practices that help me become transformed into the image of Christ for the sake of others. Connect. This is where I deepen my friendships with others in any possible way. And go, this is where I humbly and generously use the one life I have been given to make a significant difference where I live, work, and play. We worship, we connect, and we go. And if someone were to ask you, so how does Valley Point do church? You could say, ah, hey, three things. We, we worship, we practice spiritual disciplines together, we connect with other people and, and we go. We generously just share and give and do what we can to be a blessing to others where we live, work, and play. That is our how. It is how we accomplish the what. And that brings us to the question of when. When do we know we're winning? If we attempt all of this, how do we know we're actually maturing in faith? I think this is a vital question because for me, if I engage in something like following Jesus and allowing the word of God to shape me and transform me and change me, then I, I want to know how I'm winning. Like, what does that look like? What does that mean? And am I actually succeeding? And so I think this question is important to us. When do we know we're winning if we invest in pursuing the map here that God has given to us. Well, there's a little more language to all of this, and it's written down in your notes. I did that on purpose because 
I want everybody here to take these thoughts and these comments throughout the week and to evaluate your own life in relationship to what you find here. And I think you'll probably be more encouraged than discouraged. And that's the hope. That when we identify ways we're winning, this is a great thing. So when do we know we're winning? Well, number one, it's when worship is a lifestyle. And here's the action step that lives this. I will regularly engage with the body of Christ to learn in community, respond to God's greatness, and become transformed into the image of Christ for the sake of others. I will also weekly spend time in God's word, listening to him and allowing myself to be shaped by scripture. See, worship is not just something I attend for an hour on Sunday. It's not enough for your spiritual life and growth and development. We all need more than that. When we see worship becoming a lifestyle, when it's more than just this moment here, when we find ourselves doing these different things, responding to God's greatness, being transformed into the image of Christ, when we find ourselves spending time listening to God in his word on Monday through Saturday, we're winning. And that's a great thing. Number two, it's when connect is a priority. And here's the action step that lives this. I will regularly engage with the body of Christ. And here are some examples now. Groups, classes, volunteerism. And and we encourage all those things not to fill people's calendars, but because it's part of the map. It's how we can stay true to the Lord and become rooted. So I will regularly engage with the body of Christ in these ways outside of worship gatherings to learn about Jesus with others, practice disciplines together, and become deeply formed in order to live the way of Jesus fully. Number three, it's when go is a passion. And here's the action step that lives this. I will choose to regularly serve people inside and outside the church to live the gospel, the good news about Jesus, and surprise and delight others through a passionate, outward-focused faith community that models the message of Jesus. This is the when of Valley Point. And when we see these things happening in us, when worship is more than just a thing to attend, when it is a lifestyle, when connecting is a priority and we maybe say no to other things so that we can connect with groups and volunteerism and other things. And when go is a passion, like I can't wait to go, whether it's a trip or a love day or I'm just gonna serve someone on my own because I love them in the name of Jesus. These are ways we can know we're winning and we're maturing in our faith. We're living the vision map, which means we're remaining with Jesus and becoming rooted in him. Now, I think there's one more question that we could throw at this. And that is, where is this taking us? Like when you think about the future for Valley Point and for you individually, where is the map taking us? So if we exist to point people to real relationships with God and real relationships with others and we're doing significant things with the one life that God has given to us, if we're really serious about valuing truth, people, generosity, and location, and we're worshiping and connecting and going, and worship is more than something we attend. It's a lifestyle when connecting is a priority and when go is a passion. Where is this taking us? Well, I honestly believe, and here's the beauty of this. I honestly believe where this is taking us 
is that we individually and corporately, in doing all of this, what, why, how, and when, here's where it's taking us. To be deeply rooted in Jesus Christ, which is captured for us in our new church-wide life verses in Colossians. I love these words. Colossians chapter 2. I hope you're working on memorizing them. I don't have it down yet, so I'm going to read it, but here it is. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong. So here's where it's taking us. Okay, if we're living the map, we will become deeply rooted and our faith will grow strong in the truth that we have been taught and we will overflow with confidence. And can I just posit to you that the world desperately needs to see a faith community living this kind of way. So, may we remain true to the Lord, which will help us become rooted in Christ Jesus. And in doing that, I think God will grow our influence both personally and corporately. I don't think God wants us to downsize our vision for pointing people to real relationships and real significance. I don't think God wants us to shrink back from calling people up into being rooted in Christ Jesus. So we move forward into this new year with the Spirit of God because He is with us. He's with us, and that's great news. I have three quick takeaways. Number one, it's a question. In what ways can you be used to serve as part of a life-saving station? I want you just to wrestle with that, and it'd be good for you to come up with some answers. In what ways can you be used? Number two, return next week for the launch of Rooted in Christ. I shared a couple of weeks ago that we're going to begin this new 32-week theme, and we're going to begin by talking about 10 core beliefs of Christianity. I can't wait to present this to you. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I, I will share this. Last week, I wrote the second talk in this particular theme. And the talk is about theology proper, which is the study of God. Who is God and how does he function? So I'm studying all these different things. And I, like I became overwhelmed because God is so unique, and you can't put him on paper. He is really hard to describe. And then I got to the whole Trinity aspect. God is oneness, yet he is threeness. And I'm like, what? Only God can do this stuff. And I began to write down a bunch of things that I want to share with you that will help us grow in being overwhelmed with God. And as I was putting all this together, it just became tasty, like, I'm really excited about sharing this, so please come back for the launch of Rooted in Christ. We're going to have a great time. And then number three, consider engaging with a group, okay? And again, we ask people to engage with groups, not to fill your time, because you have a lot of stuff to do. But we present groups, whether it's a discipleship class talking about the nature of God as well, or our connection groups that meet in homes that are going to follow the Sunday conversation and the same content's all going to sync up. It's incredible. We do all that because it helps us to live the map. It's not just stuff. 
And it's not just filling us with content either. It's helping us to think about here's God and what he wants. And we want to remain true to the Lord and be rooted in Christ. So here's how we go out and live this. And here's how we can be transformed into the image of Jesus, not just for me, but for the sake of others. I believe we're on a great journey, and I can't wait to see how God uses our vision map and being rooted in Christ to make a great difference where we all live, work, and play. Will you pray with me? Father, we're thankful for today and for this time, for the opportunity just to think about remaining true to you. What a great opportunity we all have to grow up in Christ, wherever we are on our spiritual journey. There's always a next step. There's always something else that we can do. And so we're going to go on this journey of thinking about being rooted in Christ, living out our vision map, because we want to remain true to the Lord. It's what we desire and what we want. So God, I pray that you'd help us all. Help us all to live into this. And even if there are individuals who are unsure, it's okay. Help them to go along and just see what God does. For those that have never trusted in Christ, maybe today is the day they respond to you and say yes. Encourage them. And help us just to have a fun time in 2022 being rooted in Jesus. We pray this in the wonderful name of Jesus. And all God's people said, amen.